What's going on, beautiful people? Welcome back to another episode of Respect the Game Podcast. My name is Edward, named after the trilogy, that being my pop. Shout out to my mother and my grandmother for helping raise me too. Please make sure you go follow at Emacs Stats for all your up-to-date high school pro and collegiate sports coverage. We'll not disappoint. We'll keep you up-to-date on all what's going on in the beautiful, illustrious sports world. We're not at full strength this week. Nonetheless, shout out to our brother, Sedacious. Make sure you go follow him at I am Sedacious. Um, and he'll definitely be back uh, next week for us to be at full strength and full effect. But none other. The rest of the brothers are in the building. Uh, big brother Sean Hart tapping in. Sean Hart surgical picks. Um, that is coming soon in all actual reality. I know I've been saying it. So, um, like I said, get your wallets and, you know, get your will about you. Let's go. It is the one and only, the host with the most, the blow to the most, smoke, black, peace, rap, plug, the hip-hop plug. You already know what I'm about to say right now. You should go check out Talk to Smoke on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, anywhere you get dope podcasts from. That's where you're going to check me out at. And in the words of the great live, uh, take it away, Edward. Yes, sir. Hey, man. So before we get into the NBA playoffs, I know we've been giving y'all a lot of NBA playoffs content. Um, the most wonderful time, <laughs> one of the most wonderful times in sports is the uh, NFL draft that recently happened last week, last Thursday. Um, and man, I think I think a lot of people are excited going into the season. Some people are I think some people are solely just excited about the NFL draft because it's just like a mile marker in the sense to be like, all right, football is around the corner. Uh, but I think this is a highly talented pool of talent, um, not only just at the quarterback position, and you've seen a lot of teams make some splashes with the players that they recruited. Um, I mean, and it would uh, it would only be right that we start off with our Houston Texans, right? Uh, we pick up C.J. Stroud from Ohio State. Um, solid, solid thrower of the football. Um, obviously, we know we got D'Amico Ryans as our new head coach, uh, building a new regime uh, in the Texans, Texans organization. Um, real quick, before we get to see that, Shroud, I know I've always, uh, I, I have been very critical of, before I fully turn on like my 100% fandom for the Houston Texans, I want Nick Casario gone because I feel like that's the last bit of, baggage and bad blood and bad voodoo uh that dealt with the Bill O'Ryans and kicking out the JJ Watts and the DeAndre Hopkins and, and, and the Deshaun Watsons and so on and forth. But nonetheless he uh he he did what he needed to do um and make him again a big splash with this uh recent draft being able to first land CJ Stroud then trading up to get Will Anderson from Alabama uh defensive end. Um Fellas, C.J. Stroud is uh, going to be our quarterback this upcoming football season. Uh, what do you like, maybe not like? Um, yeah, tell me your thoughts on uh, C.J. Stroud. Well, I'll say this. What should we expect in uh, in this first year with C.J. Stroud in our division? Could we possibly expect to win our division? I, I think it's on the table. Um, I think he's looking at 3,500-plus yards, um, looking at – 23 plus touchdown passes um, with the baby Kyle Shanahan, that being the first time, first year offensive coordinator uh, that we took away uh, from the Niners when D'Amico Ryan came. Uh, his name escapes me right now, but um, he likes to run the uh, same type of offensive scheme as Kyle Shanahan. 
who got it from his dad, uh, the real Shanahan, right? But uh, this own style run scheme and play out play action pass up off of it. Uh, great runner, uh, second year player, Damian Pierce coming up that should be vital in that. Um, it was also reported that uh, C.J. Stroud actually um, went to the Texans and alerted them that uh, Tank Dale, uh, he and Tank Dale had actually created a really nice rapport over the combine and got real acquainted with one another. And he actually advised them to go get Tank Dale um, and pair them together. So, um, and they actually took heed to that. Not to say that, I think it was more so a situation of they already had Tank on their draft board, U of H, um, homegrown kid, right? Um, he actually reached out to them via Instagram and stated like, hey, you know, don't let me pass in the draft. And, you know, um, his wish was granted. So um, for them to go, obviously, um, that was their third pick. And then I don't want to gloss over Will Anderson Jr. being potentially a baby Khalil Mack, uh, once-in-a-generation type defensive player. I think we got two cornerstone pieces that on offense and defense, and we give C.J. Stroud a nice uh, piece in addition in the offensive game uh, to accompany Dalton Schultz, another free agency ad, uh, Robert Woods, another free agency ad, and then John Meachie, who, thank God, was able to you know, beat Kenya. He will be, uh, I believe, within the starting four as well. So um, I think he's I think he set up for success that first year. I think um, potentially he look be looking at nine and eight. Um, hopefully, you know, 500. Or, well, it's impossible to go 500 now, and I kind of like that they did that with 17 games. But, uh, you know, we'll see. I think it was a great move. Um, man, I, I like the fact that they're actually making moves like a winning team you know yeah. the, the the free agency was actually progressive the the aggressive moves in the draft itself not only did you make good draft choices they you traded up for everything almost you know you got two back-to-back -to -back top players on the offense and defense that were available you know you snatched up players that i feel like you know are gonna just be more dedicated based on the fact of you got somebody homegrown, TCU, uh, U of H. Those things matter, you know what I mean? So uh, I, I like the fact that they pay attention to it, but they didn't get overwhelmed with it to where they still got good other picks as well. And, you know, just they made, they made it's like the best draft. They, there's no like about it. This is the best draft uh, the Texans has been able to produce as a whole. We've been able to draft great players, don't get me wrong. But as a whole, this is the best. This is the best one going in. Um, we got at least at least two stars on our hands. And, you know, I like the Tank Dale move. I I I feel something special about that combo. And for the information that Sean Hard just delivered, it just got me even more excited. I'm just like, I can't wait. I feel like it's gonna be a little bit of a uh that 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 quarterback and slot, you know, relationship that, that we love to see that opens up the the offense. That's what I'm hoping to see. Cause he's he is a he is a slot receiver, right? He's a smaller guy if I'm not mistaken, right? Yeah, he'll be uh he will in our offense, he'll definitely be used as a number three receiver. He can come out the gate right away and be the starting number three. I think they'll give uh Robert Woods the number one spot, and I believe they'll let John Meachie the third, uh, you know, be that serve as a number two, and then Tank can, you know, come servicing at the slot, which would be great. That's his natural position. So um and I feel like we also got the players that we drafted 
you know, not draftable, players that we've been acquiring lately, they've been in situations where all they want to do is get the opportunity to be able to be great. Woods, he's been wanting the opportunity to, to be great again. Uh, Schultz from Dallas, he's been wanting the opportunity to play with a organization that's trying to move forward like Houston is. Dallas is oh, wow. a little that's bit confused on what they want to do. <laughs> huh? Coming from the poverty cowboys, man, I just got to figure a certain somebody will have something to say about that, but Dalton Schultz will look good and some red, blue, and white, man. And yeah, I know everybody in the audience, um, it does sound like Sean Hart has ventured over back into the path of the Right now, which is the horrible abyss, but we are looking to jump and leap into the glorious hedges of life-giving light. So, um, D'Amico Ryans is a big predator, uh, predecessor in that decision as far as me potentially coming back over to the, to the dark side. So, um, I may potentially become a Texas fan again. I you know that. what? At the movie, I, I, I totally that. I'm gonna believe in D'Amico Ryan's Nick Casario. If he if he just so happened to get fired midway through the season, I you know at the end that'll make me you know full on committed. But uh, I, I think I'm back on the I'm back on the truck, man. I'm back do on you, the way. Do you feel like that's a decision that needs to be made if the if the Texans are successful, they need to fire him? Because they feel like most of these decisions aren't even being made by you. This is a difficult thing. Right? It's hard to fire a guy, especially if these draft picks pan out like I think they will. Gonna be hard to fire them after this. I will say this I know it's two completely different um, professions in terms of basketball and football, NFL and NBA. But mind you, Ujiri. Uh, GM for the Toronto Raptors did fire Dwayne Casey following year or the, the next year, that following season after winning, uh, not even following uh, off season after winning, following him winning coach, coach, of, coach the of the year. So, I mean, sometimes tough decisions got to be made. And then who was a NBA champion coach? Um, and um, his, his, I can't think of his name right now, but the recent head coach, Nick Nurse. NBA champion, even though it's with Kawhi, he just got Man, let go. How long can he ride that coattail realistically, though? That championship was from 2019, bro. It's 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 literally four years later. Hey. Man, I, I just look at it like I think some people in the uh, in the front office will look at it like, okay, what's the big difference that's you know made the change? And like I said, homeboy, you know, with the guy that you don't like. He may be gone. If they look at it like, hey, man, he's only been here for one year and we've gotten at least over 500. And, and that, like, I say over 500 may get old dude let go. Because I feel like that position, like, had his hand in enough to be like, or you can let him go, find somebody better and let me orchestrate that with the ease that I'm doing that. Because to a certain extent, he's doing this stuff with ease. He wasn't in that draft room, like, stressing out. I actually, before he made his picks, he was in a very positive energy. <laughs> he was smiling. He was, you know, you know, standing on his feet. He was actually anxious so these moves can happen, you know, so he can show how how aggressive, how good he is as a, a, a coach and how he's taking control of the, the power they're giving to him. You know what I'm saying? I watched that. I'm like, 
I'm watching the draft. I'm like, why they they panning in on D'Amico pretty hard? He like has some up his sleeve. Next thing you know, second round, second uh, pick, Trout, good quarterback, bet we didn't fumble the bag. Next thing you know, we get a trade. Boom, we got third round pick. We get a, like you said, a, a once in a generational uh, talent, defensive uh defensive player. So I'm just like, you know what? Like, homeboy may be gone, bro. Like, this is this is all D'Amico moves. This is nothing that was like the level of moves when everybody else was in charge. I'm like, Nick Casario, this isn't your work. I'm familiar with your work. <laughs> this is inconsistent. You like to destroy. You don't like to build. You like to destroy. This is God's work. You, this is, what's the name? When they say the enemy come to steal, kill, and destroy, Nick Casario, you are alive. Yeah, one season this guy's here and all this happens, and then you've been here for so long? Yeah, that's Nigga, the difference. This ain't you. This ain't got you written all over. You're the succubus of the situation. Uh-uh. Man. Yeah, man. So um for talking about uh Tank Davis, he's uh being drafted to the Texans after coming off back to back thirteen hundred uh receiving yard seasons. Uh so that's um, me Tank Dale. Dang, um, what did I say? My bad. Said I said Davis. <laughs> My bad. Tank Think Dale. about it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, damn, we got Tank too. We got Javante. We got Javante. <laughs> yeah, the whole army. Uh, I don't know we gonna put him in. <laughs> Tank Dale, uh, yeah, being uh drafted by the Texans, uh, he's coming off a uh, back-to-back 1300 receiving uh yard seasons. Um. And then his senior season, he finished with uh, 17 touchdowns. Uh, Will Anderson, uh, his career stats, 115 solo tackles, 205 tackles total, 60-plus tackles for loss throughout his career, and 34.5 sacks um, during his career with Alabama. Um, And just a quick, I guess, Rolodex of all of the accomplishments made by none other than CJ Stroud being in the Big Ten. Uh, first Big Ten single season passing yards with 3,193. Uh, Big Ten record with 34 passing touchdowns in one season. Career passing efficiency 182.39. He has a has the record for most passing yards in a game, which is 573. He holds the Big Ten record. Holds the Big Ten record with uh most passing touchdowns in a game, with that being six. Um yeah, this goes on and on, man. Uh CJ Stroud, obviously, if you're a big college football fan, you know he he frequented the uh college football playoffs. He also frequented the uh, being in the running for Heisman year year after year after year. Um, and so yeah, man, uh, CJ Stroud definitely a great pickup for us. I I, I was leaning towards wanting um, Bryce Young, who got drafted first. Um, but if you've seen CJ Stroud play, you can't be mad. And seeing his talent, I think he has the type of talent that should pretty easily transfer over to the football field. Though it comes with growing pain, that comes with the territory, but I think overall we should be encouraged with uh, with this pickup. 
Hold on, y'all. I think Dice is about to log. I think we have a we have a side. Hey! The people thought he good, wasn't going to show up, but he yeah, in the yeah. building. You know who you look I'm like sorry, right y'all. now? You look like a. Uh, uh, off eight mile, you look. <laughs> you look like uh, uh, future. You look like uh, future. Future. Future for sure. Hey, yeah. I want to say his real name. Makai Fife. Yeah. No, I'm getting used to the time zone. I apologize. Now you like three hours out. Ahead, I'm, not, I'm not sure. I want to say two. I'm not sure. Two hours. Where are you at again? You're on West Coast. Two hours. I mean, Oregon. Oregon. Two hours and three hours from you, Poochie. Fuck, I don't know. Yeah, three hours from you, Edward. That's about it. My bad. I was waiting for the uh for the link. So the link came at 6.33 my time. (laughs) <laughs> you're like oh, okay that's all right that was later on tonight <laughs> so when the case so they so obviously when it got past 6 30 i'm like oh yeah because we often watch the lakers and the warriors of course right we're not gonna be on the podcast and then you was like so you off tonight before i responded to you i wouldn't look for the, the podcast thread it was like oh motherfuckers <laughs> i was like on the way <laughs> So, are you rooting for the Warriors, Lakers fan? Not at all, sir. Not at all. Oh, sir. Hold on, okay. uh, you see how I just came at him with that boy? Right. Quick. Uh, also, to to sign off on uh to sign off on CJ Stroud uh, in his senior season, he finished with three thousand six hundred eighty-eight passing yards, had forty-one touchdowns to only six interceptions. And had a QBR rating of 177.7. And he finishes his uh he finished his career with Ohio State. 85 touchdowns, only 12 interceptions, over 8,000 passing yards, and 182 QBR. Um, yeah, man, Dacious, uh, I just hopping on. We're talking about the NFL draft. We seen y'all, we seen your boy Michael Parsons a little upset when they was showing him live as they were doing the NFL draft. Uh feeling like, yo, we missing out on some good players. What is going on here? You're our our number one tuned into cowboy fan correspondent. Uh, how did you feel about the Cowboy, Dallas Cowboys NFL draft? How would you grade them? Um, honestly. How I've been grading them for the past drafts, and I know everybody's been looking at the draft at face value, been like the Cowboys did a good job last year, particularly and the year before with CD Lamb. But I feel how I've always felt since Jerry Jones has taken over the helm is that he he needs he needs at least counsel. He needs a a, a team of young black minds counseling him with new techniques, new scouting tricks, new ways to go about analyzing talent, right? Which is why Dion brings up the point of HBCUs, right? Granted, there's a little bit of there's a little bit of debate with Dion when it comes to that. 
But that's where my mind goes when it comes to the Cowboys. It's like, right. Like, as far as the Cowboys go, not only are they not thinking about HBCUs, they sometimes don't even know what direction they need to be going. And I think that's all because of them being under the helm of Jerry Jones, which for me just makes me just root up until they get kicked out of playoff contention until the season is over because that's just how I feel, right? Everybody still want me to respect that. That's kind of hard for me right now. And I don't see the situation where we get rid of him. But at this point, bro, I'm just like just going to root until the Cowboys are not playing anymore in that in that particular season because we're clearly not going to win championships. And it's not because Cowboy fans are in denial, right? It's simply because we don't have the front office capable to structure a roster that would yield not even championships, bro. Let's get let's get to the second, third, east, east. Hey, and if you, you want to know what's real, I don't see a way y'all getting back to the playoffs now that the Eagles have emerged and seem to probably dominate the next three to five years. Uh, I don't know if y'all have the second best quarterback in the division. Uh, if we just go by who made the playoffs and who didn't. Uh, Eagles, Giants, Cowboys, Commanders. Mm-hmm. Yep. We know Jalen Hurts is first. Dang it, John. <laughs> yeah, you know, I, I, I want I want to say I want to say he's trolling because I'm like, what? I mean, uh, I get it. I, mean, I get it because I feel the same way. Like that's the the, the commanders right now. I mean, Macarrow is poised to have. I mean, not Macarrow, but Sam Howard is poised to have a breakout year. I believe. Um, I don't know, man. You know. Uh, Dak Prescott, man, showed me a lot last year. He um, apparently he loves giving the ball away to the other team. Um, I don't know if he knows you can't do that, but yeah, man. Yeah, I don't know. Really, the real <laughs> That's supposed I to, anyway. to. I haven't had to go back on my Josh Allen Dak thing because the the, the proof is in the pudding, bro. You know what I'm saying? I, I and I never once wanted to wanted to see Josh Allen fall off and Dak excel and be like, "Aha! See, now I get to go back. Dak is better." Nah, bro, I, I'm gonna stand on that for the rest of time. Josh Allen is better than Dak. I'm sorry. Oh, I, was, I thought you said it's true. Way. I was like, "Come on now!" All right, Dacious. So, uh, y'all had seven. Hold on. Two, three, four, five, six, seven. Eight. Y'all had eight picks. Out of these names, tell me which ones you feel uh is the has the most realistic chance at making uh an immediate impact. Obviously, your first round draft picks are gonna tend to play, but just your personal preference of what you see or what you feel. Uh so round one, 26 overall pick, y'all draft defensive tackle from Michigan, Mozzie Smith. Round two, uh 58 overall pick, y'all draft Luke. Shoemaker from Michigan, third round, third round pick. Y'all draft Demarvion Overshawn from Texas, fourth round pick. Y'all draft a uh, uh, and Demarvion is a linebacker too, by the way. 
What's Shoemaker? Shoemaker not a, a, a he's tight end from tight end from uh Michigan. Shoemaker. I remember him. Uh fourth round pick. Got a guy on the uh defensive edge, DN. Villamayi. Fahoku. How do we uh, Fahoku? Is that pronounced correctly? I feel like he got a brother in the league. Uh, but he's from uh, San, San Jose State. Then you got a fifth-round pick, uh, offensive tackle from North Carolina, and Asim Richards. Richards. Fifth-round fifth pick, also a cornerback, Eric Scott Jr. from New Mexico. Sixth overall, sixth-round six pick, Deuce Vaughn from Kansas State, running back. Uh, and him moment, by the way. True indeed. Then uh seventh round pick, wide receiver Jalen Brooks from South Carolina. Uh those are y'all eight draft picks. Who do you think has an immediate impact on the squad? You said it was a, a tackle that we drafted, right? Asim. Asim Richards, yeah, from North Carolina. Yeah. Fifth round think- draft pick. I think to really make a difference right now, I think O line has has been uh, a nagging issue for the Cowboys. So if he can if he can come on and spell and be really really good and provide Dak with more protection, then maybe we get better plays out of Dak Prescott. But everything else, I think, I think the Cowboys are good on, except I think. The line is suspect, and I think the slot. So that cornerback, that cornerback may be key too because the slot get attacked a lot because the middle of the field for the Cowboys is like one of the weakest areas, right? And, you know, sometimes you got Michael Parsons in the box and sometimes you got him in coverage. And when he's in the box, that's a very, very vulnerable area. So, yeah, either either the tackle or the cornerback. That's why I would say that right now, give us a little a little bit of a leg up, which for me, I just feel like this, <laughs> you can do all that, but if your quarterback sucked, then what? <laughs> so, you know, so yeah, that's what I have to go with. Because, I mean, overall, bro, honestly, with the Cowboys drafting, I, I mean, I, I wasn't impressed overall, right? You have to give them a grade, what would it be? As a real life cowboy fan, I, I give them like a C plus, B minus, somewhere in that area. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. And then I, honestly, you don't you don't know you don't know what grade you give the uh-huh. Cowboys until the season starts. Yeah, um, it's real. Um, it's humbling to hear you speak so so meekly of your Cowboys. Uh, so. Uh, I don't know even know if Meek Lee um is a is a um I accurate like word, transparent and honest, you know what I mean? Like and, and you know what, there's something to be said about a man who could just, you know, give it to us black and white as far as, you know, just the facts of, you know, his team maybe, you know, maybe being in a downward trend potentially. I'm not sure. <laughs> but right. just from you know, but if you go look on paper, 
<laughs> but if you look on paper, y'all cool. All right. Yeah. Every season we cool. We look on paper. Team who's trending upward though. You know? We it would be a great transition, but we're not necessarily headed there or a great segue. Uh, to that, I would say, yeah, the Suns also look good on paper, but we're not there yet. We're not there yet. <laughs> Yo, look good on paper. They about to, speaking of paper, they about to get swept up like Magic City at six in the morning. That's um, how it's looking. So the, uh, <laughs> I want to say it's nobody, and if it's not nobody, the uh, the likelihood of of a team reaching the Super Bowl after they have lost is very, very low. Um, if if the statistics already say no team who has lost has gotten back there the following uh, year. Um, however, when you look at the draft and the offseason moves, the Eagles appear to have every intention to prove that theory um, wrong or to be an outlier as it relates to getting back to the Super Bowl the following year after they missed it. Um, how scared or how much should the league be put on notice after seeing what the Eagles did in the offseason and through the draft? And it's, I guess for me, I'm still kind of biased as a Cowboys fan. <laughs> I, I still got to, I got to, like, Give me the first three to five games. Give me the first three to five games before I just, like, willfully bow out and just give them the crown to the NFC East, right? Give me three to five games. As it shows now, like, they look like they finna, like, head bust everybody, right? Again. But, again, I always give quarterbacks those first one or two, three years to let defenses figure out how to scheme against them. And then let's see if they be like Patrick Mahomes or if they're going to die out like Josh Allen is. So we're going to see. I mean, but Josh Allen didn't die out. His numbers are pretty comparable. It's just the postseason success is just lacking. Like another yeah. uh, quarterback in the NFC East that we won't name any names, but uh, – you know, but he got paid though. You know, hey, we 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 gonna pound the table for you know people to get their money, but you know, the hell if you perform afterwards, you know, I guess, hey, you know. Oh, can we get on? Ooh, can you say you saying something that uh your boy is what the highest paid NFL NFL player right now? Uh, well, we talk. Do we talk, salary? We talked about this. By salary, no yearly average salary. Yeah, but he did. Yes, he, he did. He didn't eclipse. He didn't eclipse and guarantee money. We're talking about. We're talking about Lamar Jackson five years, five year con, five year contract extension for I want to say a hundred and eighty five million. Million one eighty five guaranteed two sixty though. All together, yeah, five year contract extension for 260 million with 185 guaranteed. What was we talking about before that? Before we get, went down this road, we, we were talking about the Eagles and how they look like they're gonna just run through everybody next year again, right? right, right. And if y'all believe, and if y'all believe that 
they gonna make it back? I don't think that's fluky. I think uh, that team is set up to make it back, bro. I mean, I feel like they nailed the draft. They went ahead and got the Philadelphia Bulldogs um, in defense from a historically top-rated defense within collegiate football history, um, that being the Georgia Bulldogs. Um, these past couple years, you know, getting Jaden Carter, getting the Kobe Dean, um, following that up with the other outside linebacker in this year's draft as well from Georgia. Uh, even as far as to get Kelly Ringo, I believe, in the fourth or fifth round. I just um, want to go get all of Georgia and Alabama. <laughs> it's just like, you know, <laughs> my God. I mean, how we rose from has been fleecing the draft seemingly these last couple of years, and nobody seems to care. Or I don't know if they can do something about it per se, but he's been winning free agency and the draft the last couple of years. Shout out to Howie Roseman. Um, looked like Nick Casario trying to take a a small, small <laughs> section out your book. I won't even say a page. Look like he may have taken a paragraph, but real. Cool. Well, you know what? Real. That's cool. the Miko. So the Eagles, the Eagles, Miko. All right, all right. the Eagles draft pick, uh, first round draft pick, ninth overall defensive tackle, Jalen Carter. Um, then they got another first round pick, thirtieth overall, Nolan Smith, linebacker. Second round pick, offensive lineman, Tyler Steen. Third round pick, safety, Sidney Brown. Fourth round pick. Cornerback, Kaylee Ringo. Sixth round pick, quarterback, Tanner McKee. Seventh round pick, seventh round pick, defensive tackle, Mauro Ajamo. Yeah, man. They, uh, I mean, just the mere fact, like, Jalen Carter was able to fall, and you get essentially what some may argue before his uh, off the field incident, so number one uh, overall pick. Um, yeah, nah, they uh, they've been cooking, man. Been cooking. <laughs> Nick Seriano's gonna have a motherfucking field day in the NFC East. <laughs> he could have just played around with the Giants and the Commanders and the Cowboys. Pause. Okay, I, I, I pause it. Hey, if it must be paused. It is shall be paused. <laughs> you took a little long, brother. I don't know. <laughs> it had me worried. But no, nah, man, uh, over to uh, Deshaun Jackson. Not Deshaun Jackson. Lamar Jackson. I'm surprised, <laughs> that the, <laughs> I'm surprised that the deal got done finally. I didn't think they was going to pay him. I thought that they was going to try no. to pay out this Oh, year. yeah, little. Hey, Tyler Robert. Yeah, no, I mean, I, I honestly didn't. Not that he wasn't worth it. I just didn't. I think they was going to try to, you know, handle business. Your boy tell it over <laughs> here. <laughs> Your brother talking about something. <laughs> Not worth it. What was that? <laughs> that was highway robbery. What did, what did Dak Prescott do to the Cowboys this past offseason? Because he went in there strapped. Stick him up. Stick him up. <laughs> <laughs> he went in there strapped up. I'm not denying it. I'm not denying the folks. I'm talking about with the backup in the car. I'm like, hey, hey, I'm saying, hey, hey, young black quarterback, get all the money you can get. But, I'm saying, oh, I, yeah, I'm one of them. Well, we are. Uh, I want but you I'm to like, get paid. Yo, 
No, I'm cel- I'm celebrating this. I'm celebrating the fact that you got franchise tag and was like, nah, find a way to pay me my ducking. And they did it. And you got it. And you ain't you ain't gotta play another down and you got it. That's the gangsters I didn't heard all week. Oh, oh no, no, no. Let's not forget about your boy with the no trade no trade clause. Jalen. That that that's what? I didn't trip it. And I'd be like, all right, y'all pay them. Let's see what they do. Joe Burrow's still looking better than most of them to me. Sorry. I apologize. To me. To me. To me. Joey Craig probably breaking bang. I'm just saying though, uh, I mean, you, you see Joe Burrow was set up for success right out the gate. Let's give him a number one receiver. Let's not play. Let's go draft his partner. They got great chemistry already. T. Higgins will be an excellent number two, which he is. And look at him, right? They have a couple AFC championship appearances to show for it, along with the Super Bowl berth as well. So, um, And then, you know, you see Jalen Hurts, he gets his help in the offseason, getting his number one receiver in A.J. Brown. And then Devontae Smith can be a solidified number two and how seamlessly that has, you know, worked out. You know, they made it to the Super Bowl. So, so mixing you know, career. I think uh I think a very much so a, a a plan is in place for success. The NFL is very much so a copycat league. So we try to copy uh successful trends, um, building processes, uh, et cetera, et cetera. So um I like what D'Amico's doing, man. Um Let's see if we can't um, capitalize on this, man, and, and keep going up. Because people are like, oh, they traded a lot of things for the draft capital they got. But it's like, yeah, we did. But we kind of like the OKC Thunder right now. We like Sam Preston. We got an abundance of draft picks. So we, tr- a lot of those picks we traded were other people's picks that we had acquired over right. the course of the last couple of years. So... Hey, man. Right on, man. Uh, <clears throat> over to the NBA. Over to the NBA. Joel and Joel. I be wanting to say MB the MVP at the same time. And Joel <laughs> just recently won the uh, MVP. <laughs> the uh, international players have been holding down the MVP for the past four or five years now. Uh, Giannis went on his run receiving the MVP. Um, then you had Jokic going back to back years. Um, and now Joel Embiid he received 73 first place votes. Uh, the second runner up was uh Jokic, and then right behind Jokic was Giannis. And the honorable mention behind Joel Jokic and Giannis was Jason Tatum. Uh yeah. I'll give it to you, Black Peace. Uh about time, well deserved. You agree with it, don't agree with it. Was he your MVP? How do you feel about Joel uh, finally winning MVP? Uh I feel like it was well deserved. Uh, felt like he earned it. I feel like they didn't just hand it over to him, feeling like last year. Like he still stayed at it, you know, kept it consistent, got better. Um Buckled down a lot too, man. I feel like he got a little more discipline, you know, for for Joel. I feel like he uh usually on more on the goofier side, more funnier side, you know, we're trying to make headlines, but the only headlines he's made is numbers uh this year. 
and uh, also getting his team to the number two seed, right? Not mistaken. But Philadelphia's number two seed, right? Or number three? Number three. Well, yeah. Well, got him to the top three. Uh, also, you know, just being just, – just the fact that you went through so many trials and tribulations and still being able to, you know, put up MVP-style numbers, that alone is very, very commendable. So uh, that's what I like about his uh, MVP run this year. Because last year, a lot of people felt like he was supposed to get it last year, and the numbers are very, very highly debatable. Uh, but this year he said, you know what? I'm not going to worry about last year. I'm going to look forward and stay at it. And I feel like that's a lot of inspiration. That should be a lot of inspiration to people that feel like they have, uh, are deserving of uh, an achievement and, you know, they feel like they just come up short. You know, Joel B said, hey, man, you come up short, keep pressing, man. You know, it's up to you to uh, actually get out there and earn it. So mm-hmm. bravo, brother, bravo. Well, I disagree. No, no, no. I don't, I don't disagree with that. you, brother. I don't disagree with you, brother. I disagree with uh, Joel getting the MVP simply because um, I feel like Jokic deserved it again. Um, that's just me personally. Maybe the numbers – okay, well, let me say this. If the numbers would agree, Joel has better numbers than Jokic, I digress. I don't care. But – if their numbers were similar, right? So now I'm looking at like who's dogging consistently and who is having off nights, who having to shake back, who having to have their teammate carry the team. And it's like, bro, Jokic is spotless, has been spotless from beginning to still now as we speak. That's not true. <clears throat> All right. Spotless would would bring a connotation of perfection. I don't think he's been perfect from the beginning of the run to the end of the run. It was some spots, especially um, before All-Star break and post-All-Star break, where Jokic actually missed some time um, due to a small injury. And then he also, um, it was the instance to where, okay, is he stat padding, trying to to get this assist, trying to urge himself and, and leapfrog his way into uh, averaging a, a triple double, right? So he had that going on as far as the narrative was concerned. But um, I think what people saw from Joel was just the consistency on the defensive side of the ball, which I think we can all agree that Jokic was non-existent this year uh, in the regular season in regards to defense. And if we're gonna be holistic and be in its to- full totality, you know, I think you have to accompany that. You know, he's a cone on defense, man. You know, uh, Joel Embiid is a threat, an anchor of your defense, true definition of backline defense, um, with challenge shots at the rim and alter shots. Jokic will be a great teammate and be a great leader on the offensive end. He's not leading anything on defense, man. But that's just my opinion as to why, you know, I think he gets the nudge and the edge. And then obviously he, he's averaging more points. And I think just as far as, on his team, you take Joel Embiid off the Sixers, I think, you know, it's a drastic drop-off. You take Jokic off the Nuggets, granted, drastic drop-off. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, um, I don't think too drastic as Joel Embiid's impact. Uh, so, Joel Embiid played 66 games this season, 
Jokic plays 69, splitting hairs. Um, Joel Embiid averaged 33 points, 10 rebounds, four assists, nearly two blocks, and one steal per game, whereas Jokic averaged 21 points. I lied about that. Jokic averaged 24 points per game, 11 rebounds, nine assists, 0 0.7 blocks with 1.3 steals per game. Um, so, yeah, so I, uh, I like, call, like the, huh? <laughs> for, for me, that's tough to call, but I, I get it. I get it. No, so I, I mean, comparable, comparable boards. Um, obviously, Jokic got him on assist, but that's it, really. No, I would say, I, I would say the biggest, the biggest argument I believe for, uh, if you just like, if you want to be like a diehard about like Jokic getting it, whereas like, okay, Jokic isn't the uh, defensive prowess as much as Joel Embiid is, but I think to a degree that can be compensated for how much he's the engine for everybody else's success in terms of I got to go get well, my team is better. and I have to facilitate, you know, as much as I do. Um, I, I think, think that's what adds value to me. That's what makes you the most valuable player. It's not what you did, but also what you help your supporting cast do. I mean, so, that, yeah, that – yeah, I, I can see why you say that. Um, but yeah, I'm not mad at Joel getting it at all. Um, I think Jokic, Jokic has a demeanor about him where it's just like he lets the game come to him. Uh, he does what it takes to win the game. He's not just to go out there seeking to uh, seek, kill, and destroy he, whatever is best for the team or what's going to get them to win, that's what Jokic is going to do. Um, case in point, I was a bit hesitant as if – hesitant to to know if he had a game like he recently had against the uh, against the Suns in game two, if he actually had that in him. Um, but, yeah, I, I personally think it's split hairs. I think to a degree – there's a bit of like boredom that comes with like picking a guy consistently. Um, but I don't, say, I, I don't say that in any way to <laughs> knock Joel and B winning it. I mean, 33 10 with the blocks and what he does, uh, even with James Harden. Um, I think if you take away Joel and B, you know, regurgitating what Isaac said, it is a drastic drop off for the um, for the for the 76ers, however. I do believe, I am of the belief that if you switch them on opposite teams, I feel like Joel's game, how does 33 and 10 not translate? But if you switch them on opposite teams, I feel like Jokic's game can complement the Sixers, whereas if Joel went to the to the Denver Nuggets, and he had to create and facilitate for everybody. He wouldn't be able to do what Jokic does. Um, and so, so yeah, that's 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 how I feel about it. Um, if you just really want to make a case for Joe, uh, for for Jokic, but 
Well, yeah, no, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not my, my feelings isn't hurt because Joel Embiid wanted. Um, sucks that he's hurt now here in the playoffs. Um, but, but yeah, well deserved. Well deserved. I feel. All right. So talking about MVP, that shit. I think it's the finals MVP. I feel like it's the finals MVP. It's kind of like the overall and arching MVP of the finals. I mean, which it should be. But if you had to pick an MVP at this very moment, point in time, just at like what basketball we've seen thus far in the playoffs, not being a prisoner of the moment, I think it would have to be uh, Sir Stephen. Sir Stephen. Sir Stephen. No. Jimmy Butler died? He hadn't died. He hadn't died. He hadn't died. I said he hadn't died. <laughs> I mean, but damn, you didn't change your answer. Like, he got dropped 250 balls back to back, and we, we kind of parading over steps one in a, a, a game seven over a young Kings team. And, and Jimmy who went you, up who you Who you said was dead? Who you said was going to write the Warriors off? Did you not? Who's better, Kings or the Bucks? The Kings, because they was they was fully healthy. Were they not fully healthy? Were they not fully healthy? Were they not fully healthy? So the Bucks were fully healthy. No, man, get out of here. So when they so when they lost, was Giannis, Chris, and Drew on the floor? Was anybody hurt? Say that again. I didn't hear you. Was anybody was Drew was Drew on the floor? Was Chris yeah. on the floor? Was Giannis on the floor? Yes. No excuse. No Tyler Hero. No excuse. Giannis. Jimmy Butler balled out, bro. Bucks are a better team than the Kings. I'm sorry. <laughs> they, they just are. <laughs> they, they just are. And you're not going to tell me that, bro. Hold on. Wait, wait, wait. Bucks had a number one seed. So, no, they weren't figuratively or even better than in the regular season than the Bucks. So, no. Kings were a two seed. Bucks were the one seed, bro. No excuse. No excuse. What was the no. question? The question is about if MVP it, uh, right now in the playoffs. MVP in the playoffs right now. I said Jimmy Butler. He said Steph Curry, and I'm not being a prisoner of the moment of that BS fifty. You that I mean, was BS. You it wasn't BS, but bro, you shot thirty times, bro. You got fifty, bro. Like, okay, cool. Like. <laughs> that's efficient. That's an efficient 50. That's an efficient 50. He was 17 and 30. It was efficient. I'm not tripping the, off what you're saying. I'm the only Kings tripping don't because play defense, bro. It's, bro it wasn't that's fine. That's fine. But I'm only I'm only caught up in the fact of like how we heard you crucify the Warriors and like dig their grave. And now you're unimpressed. Hold on, hold on, Dacious. You dug their grave, and now that they have resurrected, you not, you seem unimpressed. And it's like, how you not gonna be impressed when you dug their grave before they was even dead? I'm not saying I'm not impressed. But what I'm saying is, it's not more impressive. No, than Jimbo dropping two fifty burgers back to back for the closeout is what I'm telling you. Okay, and that was in that regard, which is why. Through up up until now, I will give him MVP in the playoffs. 
in that uh, regard. AC beating a one seed rarely happens in the NBA. That was a case with Miami and the Bucks, which is why it adds to, okay, I just gave you 50 and then 48 back to back to send a one seed home with a fully healthy three-headed monster. Yes, Giannis missed one game in that series. No excuse still. I he don't care. Two? He, he missed, missed one. Two in that series. I think he missed one. He missed one. He only missed one. He missed one. game two. And he did not miss game three. He played. I think he, he played game three, bro. He he played game three, bro. I bet on him. He's at 49 <laughs> A man who knows is a man who bet on him. <laughs> <laughs> Trust me. I know. So you wouldn't say the game that they didn't have. Hold on, Dacia, before game? you go. So sorry, Dacia, Keep your thought before you go. Isaac. If the playoffs, <laughs> if we had to give an MVP today, I don't, I don't, I don't, I, don't, I, I retract that. What Jimmy has done has been absolutely exceptional. Put me on the cross of being prisoner of the moment with what Steph has done. Jimmy, thank you. That's all I'm saying. No, yeah, yeah. I, 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 I own that. Uh, Jimmy forgot about you. Uh, recency bias of what Steph has done. Jimmy, you deserve an MVP. Nonetheless, there was an MVP performance. By it was it was an MVP performance, but I who back to gotta back gotta respect the game, the Jimmy. Forgive me, gotta respect the game. Yeah. is always right in that regard. Go, Dacious. No, nah, so I'm just saying with Giannis taking off that one game, do we not say that that was just a gimme game for Jimmy Butler? No, you played. It's the playoffs, bro. Everybody's hurt. Everybody's getting banged up. I can't give you that same excuse because they won't give it to Braun. They won't give it to KD. He getting waxed right now. So there's no excuse, bro. Chris Paul went down. Come on. Nobody's saying, oh, but Chris Braun went down. Damn, bro. They Surely they just couldn't do it. They ain't have enough. No, bro. No. Sorry. They, okay. they had more height. They had more technical defense. And they were supposed, they were the better. They had the more a recent experience in the playoffs, everything was in the Bucks' favor, to where they went. The Heat went. They're not supposed to win. And Tyler Hero. And Tyler Hero went down. That was their primary scoring source. Giannis to where did Adebayo not didn't even do game much. Three. To where it was the Jimmy Butler show. Giannis didn't so, play game three or two. That must so that's be two game games four. You bet on. Guess who's so still going with Jimmy guess. Butler being MVP? <laughs> <laughs> 50 is 50. I don't care who you give it to, bro. It's the playoffs. Okay, with that, with that, I'm glad I'm glad you brought up that little bit of research because that swings me back to this side where I should have been. And it goes to <laughs> Stephen Curry, bro. Are you serious? You got two games without Giannis. I don't care. I don't care. Because you know what? Them Kings. They was not easy. They was tough. They was real tough. They was tougher than the Bucks was. So they wasn't. With, with De'Aaron Fox having a broken hand, that nigga was still tough. Still gave them buckets and go to state. Still broken forced finger. the game. That's, but that's not an experienced team. Fractured finger. That's, that's not so an experienced team. The, the Bucks okay, so, has experience. Okay, it cannot be an experienced team. But don't say that they're not an experienced team. Now that y'all got y'all ass kicked at home. Who would you rather Would you rather get the moves. Kings or would you rather get the Bucks? Yes or no? 
Kings, Kings. Would you when, when it comes to that, see, that's where there's no comparison to me. If you're telling me Steph Curry deaded these niggas and Jimmy Butler was given two gimme games without Giannis, that deads the conversation for me. I don't think those are gimme games. No, if it's without Giannis, it's a gimme game. Sorry. No, Jimmy got, Giannis no. was there with the 50s. You got two, you got two, you got two perennial all-stars on your team still. By the time Giannis come back, he's a shell of himself, and it's already too late. Shelling oh, himself. No, 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 no. Oh, We're not doing that. Oh, wait, no, no, wait. I'm gonna don't say Shell. Can you read off the Shell numbers? That you look at. Please read those Shell numbers off. Shell, okay, Shell numbers. Giannis, Giannis obviously got hurt in the first quarter, of game one. He missed games two and three. Came back game four. Oh, uh, when uh, he came back game four, dropped 26, 10, and thirteen. A triple double, right? Shell him himself. What was it? What was it? A, a 26, 10, and 13 with two blocks and 26, one steal. 26, 26 10, 10, and 13? And 13 assists? Yes. yes. No, 13 rebounds, right? No, 10 rebounds. No, 13, 13 assists. assists. 13 assists? Yes. That is. So they made, they made Giannis pass the ball 13 times. <laughs> oh. No, nah, we're not doing that. No, that's, that's Yo, hold on, wait, 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 wait. No, wait. When does Giannis ever have more assistant rebounds, bro? Here, okay. Niggas, the playoffs, bro. You gotta adjust your game. And twenty six points. And it just twenty six points. See, now, now matter, people that won the game doing getting twenty assists. I've never what? heard somebody try to poo poo a triple double just to make that point, bro. No, no excuse. Oh, wait, 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 wait. Time out. So. What do we just say? 26, 10, and 13 for game four when he came back? Okay, let's just say he got into a groove for game five and he ended up having 38 and 20. Let me guess. 40 and 20 ain't <laughs> shit either. No, that's that's Giannis. By then it's too late. So against uh, so against against Giannis's triple double game before what's against, going up. Against Giannis's 38 and 20, Jimmy Butler dropped 42. Against Giannis's triple double, Jimmy Butler dropped 56. He matched them every single time. If that ain't showing somebody up, I don't know what is. He what's didn't the, get that. He series, didn't get his 40 count, and his 50 when Giannis wasn't there. He made sure at hey, Giannis back. I bet. Let me get in that bag now. What's this? What's the series count on game four? See, I think I think you're a little bit swayed by the fact of the comeback. From, Three one when Giannis came. No, back? no, no. It was two one. It was two. It was two one, bro. It was he ain't LeBron James. That's not. I think that's I what swayed it, the situation that you know the Warriors came back and then Steffi topped it off. That was nice. But if let's now, if I would have feel like, oh, of course, pause. But I feel like if Steph would have like got like uh, three games where he had like. That was actually 30, 40, a, 40, 50. Like, he would have some, like, some upward spiral like that. Then I would give it to him. But it was like, it was the Warriors, and then Steph took it over. <laughs> Dang, my bad, guys. I don't even think about it like that. But yeah. Uh, this man is wild. <laughs> but no, this man. Like, I, think, I think that's what you're kind of, they kind of just persuade you. Like, they, they were yeah. down, they were out, right? It's like, it was more. I, I would give Curry more of a morale and leadership MVP than an actual player MVP, because that was Jimmy. Jimmy was the player MVP. Like he played basketball to get the 
Yeah, no, no, I, feel I feel like, like we established it. Like, Steph had an MVP performance no game seven. Steph had an MVP performance game seven, but overall totality for body of work thus far in the playoffs, uh, you know, you, you got to give it to Jimmy with respect. I wouldn't Let be. Let me ask you something. Let me ask you something. What what's the what's the Knicks what's the Knicks Miami series right now? One one. Jimmy didn't play game two. Here we go. Give it action. Hold on, hold on. And two, maybe and maybe two. Jimmy, really and maybe two, maybe two. Jimmy's here. point. They maybe two. Jimmy's credit of MVP. They won game one when Jimmy played, and they lost game two when Jimmy didn't play. All right, so they so we're gonna give MV, we're gonna again give MVP to somebody in civilian clothes. What you mean by that statement? Oh, he's not on. even he if he missed game two, how's he the MVP right now? Because he missed the game. We're not doing right that. now. It's right now. Everybody, excuse live the rapper. He is in Oregon on the West Coast. <laughs> uh, do with that information. Look, making his way to Golden State, San Francisco. <laughs> As you will. Do with hey, that. Man. Hey, I, I, I'm tired of the Steph Curry disrespect oh, on the show. Bro, it's not disrespect. Nobody's disrespecting you disrespecting is disrespecting Curry, bro. And bro, I just don't believe those it, two things. You know what's funny? I remember all of y'all saying that these niggas were going to lose, bro. And they balled out. Well, guess what? We feel losing now. Hey, guess <laughs> what? And Draymond got suspended, bro, and came back, and they still won. So, all right. So, let's try to have this conversation uh, kind of collectively. Uh what are y'all thoughts on this? I go to Isaac. Isaac, what are your thoughts on the Suns? Not the Suns, uh, the Kings. What is your take? No, ask me about them because the Suns is some shit. <laughs> uh, what is your take on the Kings uh, and their future, and how do you see this uh, series shaping out for the Warriors versus the Lakers? Kings got a bright future. Darren Fox proved that he's a bright, budding young superstar. Damn. I'm sorry, forgive me. Uh, who do y'all believe team the Kings is? I, I feel like it's an undisputed answer, but oh, Fox, Fox a million. Okay, it would never know. It was never a question. Okay, because I, I, I felt like bonus ain't shit. You see what he did this past series? Thank you. Okay, I just yeah, need that was never so. no question. So oh, for okay. whoever had that in their mind. Uh -uh. Crack is it that you smoke anyway? Um, <laughs> but nah, bro. I mean, the Kings are a great up and coming team. They're young, they're energetic. Um, they play with great pace. Like I said, they have a great budding young superstar in De'Aaron Fox, and they have another young star down low in Sabonis. Um, you know, I think they could be making some noise for the next few years. So um, but to analyze this Warriors Grizzly, or excuse me, these Warriors Lakers, Grizzlies are definitely Cancun on three. Um, the Warriors and the uh and the Lakers, I think this is one of the more complete teams LeBron James has been on in terms of top to bottom roster talent. Not as far as overall talent, not saying this is the best team, but I think it's one of the more complete teams he's been on as far as um, you know, just players one through one through eight or one through nine. That's a very strong um eight and nine man rotation. 
Um, I think they could put up a real fight. Um, defensively, they've been the best defensive team in the league since the trade deadline, since the All-Star break. Um, I think that trend's only upward in the playoffs. Um, I think they'll be able to slow Golden State down to a degree, right? Um, to a degree to where they can bother them enough to where I don't think they have an answer for AD uh, in the paint down low. They don't have a presence that can match him. So if they can keep it close, I think they overwhelm them in the half-court game with Anthony Davis. So I, I have the Lakers winning this. Um, I have the Lakers actually winning this in six. I don't think this goes seven. And then I want them to see what excuse they use for, oh, well, uh, LeBron had and I ain't, man, bro, guaranteed, trust me, the excuse will be grand. I just mark my words. It will be grand when they win. Oh, but if he lose, they will kill him. Dacious, uh, I think you're caught between a rock and a horror place. Uh, you have, you deem LeBron the greatest player uh, in the NBA, uh, maybe in history, but Stephen Curry is your favorite player overall, I think, I believe. Or oh, it's maybe, maybe crisscross with. Braun and um, Steph. Or maybe no, it's Braun and Steph. Braun and yeah. Steph. Uh, so I feel like to a degree, your heart may be conflicted in terms of like who you riding with, who you picking. Um, yeah, I'm torn in a mother fudge. <laughs> what's, your, what's your breakdown? How are you viewing this game? What needs to happen for either team to win and or, or, or lose? If Draymond uh, B worth AD, we lose the series. If AD can overcome Draymond's defensive tenacity and his harassment and all of his verbal abuse that he's going to receive from Draymond, then we win the series. And that's that's going to be the X factor. LeBron is way past the years of willing teams through series. He's going to need AD to play his part to beat the Golden State Warriors. If not, Golden State will win. And it'll be bittersweet for me, but at least I'll have the team to root for to win the championship. Speaking of AD, he has 18 and 7 right now, and it's four minutes left in the second quarter. He's on his way to possibly a 40-18 game, the way it's trending right now. Do with that what you will. Um, You know, they don't have an answer for him. So look for those numbers to be pretty consistent. Like I said, he's... uh, He's on his way to 20 and 10 by halftime. Um, but if we can make a quick pivot, because I want to make this abundantly clear. The Suns gave up young, talented wings for an already made, hot and ready, hot pocket of a superstar, Kevin Durant. And I use that metaphorically speaking as in, I'm going to go to this hot and ready team. I'm going to go to that hot and ready team. And we should be able to bake it in 30 minutes and just come on. Championship. That's getting exposed right now. The Suns currently, they don't have any depth. Monty Williams is forced to lean on his starters because of the lack of depth. He knows that. I don't think it's Monty Williams got stupid all out of the blue all of a sudden. He's like, oh, Monty Williams can't make good rotations. That's not it. He doesn't have any players to rotate to. Who is he going to put in? Landry Shamit? Stop it. This Come just on. thing, Chris Paul is 
possibly out for game three and four. Done, bro. Oh, that's right, bro. That's not possibly. He out. He, he's done. I saw with the way he grabbed that hamstring, take it from a Houston Rockets fan who saw them in 2017, 2018. Yeah, he's done. He's not coming back this series. And that means the Suns are fried. So this is uh speaking about the songs, this is my analysis through game two. Obviously, when you down oh the the saying goes the playoffs so the series doesn't start to somebody loses at home. Then on the other end of that, you can look at Denver and say they did nothing special other than protect home court. Uh Yippie Go, uh yay. However, when you look at the way when you look at how games one and two have unfolded. I think there is a severe cause of concern for the Denver, not Denver, for the Phoenix Suns and not being prison at the moment simply because they're down 0-2. The reason I say that is because of when you watch the games, the obviously we were now Chris Paul going down and Isaac mentioned you trading away all these assets and all these pieces. Kevin Durant and Devin Booker, they have to play damn near perfect just to have a chance to win. Them playing perfect doesn't ensure or give them a high chance or opportunity at winning. Both of them have to play great just for them to have a chance to win. Um, I don't see, and maybe that's because Chris Paul went down or whatever, but I don't personally see when, when, you know, when the game flow go, begins to go up and down, there's no scheme or no anything being ran to get those guys easy shots. Granted, it's Kevin Durant, it's Devin Booker. So, I mean, teams are already going to plan to make their lives a living hell when it comes to, you know, trying to prevent them from scoring and attacking. But uh, games one and two, uh, for game one, both Murray and Jokic, you know, had relatively good games. Um, and the game turned into a blowout as they had uh, all their role players chip in majorly, right? Then game two, the game goes towards a, a grinded out mode. You know, as we say, playoffs, the game slows down, have court, you know, what you going to do. And the Denver Nuggets and the pieces that they have, they, uh, they could afford for Jamal Murray to have a horrible game and Jokic pick up the slack and they still find a way to win. KD can ha can can't have a bad game and Devin Booker still go off. There's not enough. They both have to be on the A game. I feel like every single game of this series to have a chance at winning this series. And I think that's all all because of the lack of help, the lack of support, the lack of talent that they have around those two guys. Um it's, it's not the matchup, obviously, for DeAndre Aiden. It's not like he fits to go crazy against Jokic with having how much he has to work on the defensive end. Um, and, yeah, even if KD and Devin Booker both average 50, it's still not going to be enough to beat them. Like, they're going to have to shoot pretty damn efficiently to be averaging 50. Um, I don't know, man. If they average 50, they make it do it. The bitch, yes, the bitch in game two had a combine of four points. Never mind. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, 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 when you talk about like, like a well-rounded team, and mind you, again, they only play eight games, and those eight games in the regular season, they didn't play against no true competition, and now they're sitting here faced with trying to trying to scramble to find chemistry. Oh, uh, Chris Paul is out, and let's be honest, I feel strongly in this. 
they are just meeting their eventual fate. Because one could strongly argue and make the case, had Kawhi Leonard not got hurt, the Suns could be out of here by now. So they just unfortunately got the got, got got injury luck on their side with Kawhi and PG being out, and their talent was able to override the Clippers in that in that series. That goose should have been cooked in the first round. You right. Yeah, like they they fake just catching up with them in terms of them not having a full well-rounded. We want the Nuggets. We want all the teams y'all said was tough. (laughs) Grizzlies, Warriors, Nuggets. So when we go beat whoever come out the East, they're going to be beat up. I don't believe in the East no more. Yeah, and so – and then you look at what's going on with – I want to stay right here with Denver and the Suns, but you look at what Boston got going on. They don't close out Atlanta when they're supposed to close out Atlanta, even though they eventually won the series. But you don't close Atlanta. Boston in trouble. They let James go for the 4-5. I ain't talking (laughs) about the snub in the club. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, so, yeah, uh, they don't close out Atlanta and Trey Young when he don't have DeJounte Murray, and then you give up game one against the 76ers, uh, which could possibly fuel Joel to be like, Damn, we got a shot. I may force myself to come back. So I don't really like the consistency in which they playing with. Granted, it's the first team to four, not the first team to one. So you got to respect the game in that regard. Um, but yeah, the Suns are drastically in trouble. And here's the other thing. Here's the other conversation that may need to be had. I know he's a great guy. We all like him. Um, he has great quotables, and he just seems like all around like a solid individual um, outside of the basketball court and being a coach. But like do we like put Monty Williams on the hot seat to be like, hey, bro, finals, okay, you lost, but you supposed to go back to the finals, you end up losing to Jokic. I mean, not Jokic, to um, the one man circuit, yeah, yeah, Luca Brassi. Like, 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 now you got KD and Devin Booker. Granted, the team isn't fully well put together, so we could go move you out the way to go look at the GM. But it's like, come on, Monty. Like, like, what are we going to do? Like, we can't fall victim to the your turn, my turn. Yes, these are great players, but, like, we gotta, you got to figure something out, bro. You got to figure something out. You got a world-class score in deep book. Uh, you got, you know, with some regard as the point guard before he got injured in Chris Paul. And now you got arguably the greatest score ever in Kevin Durant. Like, Monty. Like, Can we get used to calling maybe LeBron the greatest scorer ever since he is the all-time leading scorer in points? I mean, yeah, but just for the KD fan. I know. I'm just, I'm just <laughs> saying. I know. I know. I know what you mean. Nah, for sure. Nah, for sure. Operative word, arguably. Operative word. <laughs> um, but, that, but for all those reasons is why I think um, – the panic button should like be pressed in terms of like what the Denver, uh, what the Phoenix Suns have showed us because they, D Book and KD, have to be perfect. They can't be, they have to have A games. They can't have a B minus game, a B plus game, or they could just possibly hope that Jokic and Jamal Murray both just have catastrophic nights. And that's maybe that's their way to possibly steal a game or two. But I really think they're in trouble based off what we've seen in their scheme and their system. And this is not being prison at the moment. Yeah, they're in trouble. They most certainly in trouble. They should have been trouble. they should have been, right, been eliminated, uh, like y'all said, uh, round one. But 
this mysterious injury that Kawhi had, you know, right now, right? Whatever. Ain't mysterious, man. He tore his meniscus. Okay. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> okay. So this I feel like there's always something with Kawhi Leonard, but okay. it is what it is. But they anyway, got degenerative the knee disease, bro. Uh, we don't have no chemistry. And like you said, Edward, um, Monty Williams, they trusted they trusted in your capabilities to be able to pick up KD, insert him, and, and, and you be able to handle that. No, and bro, don't have blame that on Monty Williams. They don't have any depth. He don't have a bench to go to. And he's just leaning on his stars, bro, and it's failing him. So that ain't no money. That's an organizational decision that you go all in on Kevin Durant, say F a bench. You made the wrong move. Look at the Lakers. Plant, plant, they plant not, great they dividends. I'm talking Monty about when they make the when they shoot the gun on these on these trades, though. Or they like, oh, however he gonna feel about it, it's just whatever. Man, Lakers in six, Lakers in five, maybe six against the Nuggets. Yeah, I say LeBron win the six the championship. Then what they gonna say now? Well, he needed six. You already know it's coming. <laughs> you know it is. That boy the goat, man. Let him, let him be. Let him be the goat. Bad. Mm-mm, bad. <laughs> yeah. Nah, man. Let my man make it. Nah, man. Uh, yo, beautiful people. Thank y'all for tuning in. That is what we call a beautiful, uh, beautiful, great episode. Um, yeah, man. Don't take y'all for granted taking the time to come and check us out and listen to us. Uh, more talk NBA playoffs, uh, NFL offseason moves, um, and everything else is going on. Uh, Y'all be beautiful out there. Continue being beautiful out there, man, and keep pushing even though times sometimes get hard, man. Don't quit. Don't give up. Love you, beautiful people. We will see y'all next week.